Also, if you're new to Wellhouse, and we welcome you, we're so glad you're here, and you would like to connect, then use your phone and uh, the QR code that's on the screen up there, and you can connect through there. We'd love for you to, to do that for us. Also, right now, our second graders through fifth graders, if you guys would stand, there's your teacher right there waving you on, so you are dismissed. Go have fun. <laughs> yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody's pointing back there, so you guys go and have fun. All right, so would you pray with me before we hear our speakers today? God Almighty, God Almighty, Oh, I know you have been blessed this morning. You inhabit the praises of your people, and I pray that our voices lifted up in praise and prayer to you has honored you and glorified you. Father, we know there's no way, there's no way that we can say thank you enough. There's no way that we can praise you enough. You are God Almighty. There is no other. And yet you have said that you use us as instruments of righteousness. And so for, I know Steve has got two wonderful, wonderful people who are dear to my heart today with him. And I pray, as you have said, that your very utterances will come out of their mouth. And I pray, Lord, that we hear it. Give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see. Open our hearts to change, Lord, uh, for your sake and for the sake of those we know and love. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, church. Uh, it is so good to, to see you today. Uh, we're excited as we continue in on this series that we've been, uh, we really just started last week called Won't You Be My Neighbor? Uh, and it's really this whole premise of how do we neighbor? Remember, we looked at last week this this story in the Bible where somebody was trying to justify themselves, right? And whenever you try to justify yourself, you're really setting yourself up for failure. And so he asked the question, who is my neighbor? Last week, we got to have this conversation with Tom and Michelle Hazlip uh, as they walked through the process of what it was for them uh, to be a neighbor to their community. They chose uh, to go into the inner city and to uh, walk alongside of families there over the last 17 years. And what started off as just boxes and popsicles uh, turned into this ministry where they opened up their home and opened up their lives for the last 17 years and been able to minister to people around them. And God may not be calling you to that, but he is calling you to be a neighbor. He's calling you to be a place for good. We've been talking about that over the last couple of months. What does it mean to be a place for good wherever you go? And so this morning, uh, I'm excited to welcome our guests. If you guys want to come on up from uh, Goodlessville Middle School, uh, we have Dr. Demps, who's going to be joining us today, uh, and she is the executive principal. Did I get that right? Executive principal uh, there, and Angie Deal, who is the assistant principal at Goodlessville Middle School. Um, I'm going to give you this. That's for you. Yeah, I'm going to grab this over here. I promise I'm going to get better at this, so... Perfect. Thanks, bud. Yes. Uh, and I will tell you quickly, um, 
my first interaction meeting Angie, we, we hit it off like this because we discovered something that, that drew us together in a, in a deep way, correct? We are both Hoosiers We're, and proud of it. We are both Hoosiers <laughs> and proud of it. So I know some of you, you're like, who cares, right? But today... Hoosiers today, do. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, I'm excited to have you all today. And I want to thank you truly for being here and sharing your experiences with us. Um, as we learn and grow together how to better neighbor, sometimes it's just good to listen and not come to this understanding that we know, right? Um, we know everything there is to know on a certain topic. And we don't claim that you guys do, but we certainly appreciate the fact of, of what you do day in and day out, the people you get to see, the interactions you get to have, and that's why we wanted you here. So we, as we strive to be better neighbors in our community, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we want to know our community better. We want to know the needs of our community better, and so we're, th we're thankful that you guys are able to be here. Matthew chapter 19 there's a story. It's right in the middle of all kinds of other things happening. And the story goes like this. There's, there's a group of children. Yes, Jesus is teaching and telling all these important things. There's a group of children nearby, and they're kind of crowding around Jesus, right? They're probably interrupting things and being loud and, and probably telling inappropriate jokes if I know kids well, right? And so the disciples are like, hey, we need to get rid of the riffraff. And Jesus says, no, 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 let the little children come to me. There's something, there's something protective in being a follower of Jesus that understands that, that those people who are the most vulnerable, who are at the most risk, are the people that we need to reach out to the most. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So tell me a little bit um, about yourselves and uh, when you started at Goodsville Middle School and your kind of role there, what you see, um, what you do there. You want to start or you want to start? <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I grabbed her and put her in the middle. My job, if I do my job well, I'm her best right hand. So I always want to be on her right side. So I'll just tell you real quick. Um, eight years ago, January, a good friend of mine in education, Dr. Barry Potts, called me. And I was with her at Madison Middle School. And Dr. Potts said, I need you to go to Goodlettsville. He didn't give me a lot of other details, but he did tell me this. He said, you will fall in love with those kids in that community, and they will fall in love with you. And that's mm. been eight years ago. And if she'll have me until I'm <laughs> ready to walk out the door, that's where I want to stay. Mm. This is a unique community in Metro Nashville. And in many ways, it's our shining star. It's, you know, we're blessed. And we are so well protected and taken care of. And just one thing I want to say to all of you, we miss you. We miss you not being in the building every week because when you came in the door, you brought your prayers with you and your support and your kindness. And so I want you to know how much we miss you. All right, good morning. And praise God, you you all are here in Goodlettsville, and we are here in Goodlettsville and um, when I met this gentleman, he left such an impression on me um, that for um, several weeks after, 
I just continued to to speak those things that you had spoken into my life. Mm. Um, and I, I'm Michelle Demps. I'm the principal. Um, executive sounds so extra. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I wasn't sure. It was like, Madam President. I was trying my best. I was, <laughs> um, and uh, I have, this is my, I'm working on my 22nd year in education. Um, I have been a principal for many, many years in many, many different places. Um, but what I can tell each of you is that each of the schools that I've been blessed to work with, um, it was always uh, Jesus that sent me there. Hmm. Um, it is, yes. <laughs> Um, when people ask me, you know, how did you do that? I have to say, Jesus, uh, I am not that talented. I am not that smart. I am just um, a, a huge follower and a listener um, mm. for his voice. Mm. Um, about three years ago, uh, Dr. Barry Potts, while I was eating Cheerios, um, and trying to figure out what I was going to do for the summer. It was only day two of summer vacation. Um, and I was excited because I have not had, like, summer vacation in many years. Um, but I had gotten into, or let me say this, Jesus had placed me into a situation with my youngest son. He is 18. Um, and you all will probably hear my voice crack just a little bit. Um, but God is so good. Um, and I was a principal in Clarksville, Montgomery County. Um, and I left um, because my youngest son was having um, some mental health issues. Mm. Um, I don't ever hesitate when God says it's time to go. I get my little grip and I go on and, mm. and I say, wherever we're going, I know it's going to be great. Mm. Um, but I had the wonderful opportunity to um, homeschool my son. Um, and help him um, through his crisis. Mm. Um, and I was really enjoying it. And I found mm. out that when I'm really enjoying myself, it's like Jesus says, where is Michelle? She's somewhere. There she is. <laughs> um, and I was eating Cheerios, and Dr. Barry Potts said, mm. Michelle, we need you to go to Goodlesville. Mm. And I said, I didn't put in an application for this. I like eating Cheerios at 10 o'clock in the morning. And he said, well, we need you to be here at 1130. Mm. I said, today? He said, yes, today. <laughs> mm. um, so I said, okay. And as I got my clothes on, I'm having the conversation. And Jesus said, this is yours. This is what I need you to do. Mm. Um, so we went to, I went to Goodlesville, um, and we were working away. Things were looking great. The kids are doing wonderfully. Um, and COVID comes in. Yeah. Um, and we all had, you know, we were like, oh, things were going so great. <laughs> um, but in the midst of all of that, things continued um, to go great. And um, the kids were logging on every day. And we were going to families' homes every day. Um, we were enjoying this ride. Like, this is COVID. I thought this was supposed to be a bad thing. Uh, um, but it turned out to be a really good thing for um, our kids. Um, I have a very long history with children. Um, but 
I just I thank God every day for the the, the childlike spirit that He puts in me to want to be with children every day. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Angie have been together for a long time, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we love children, um, and we make sure that anyone we have that comes to Goodlettsville feels welcome, warm, um, and they immediately know that we love children. And um, I wouldn't want to do any other ministry at this point, but work with children. Um, so yes, that's that's me, um, and how I got to Goodlettsville. Uh, but I've lived in North Nashville all of my life, most of my life, because I've had to move away for work. Um, but I always come back home. Mm-hmm. And this is home for me. I, it's been, I don't know if you can tell by the little bit of gray around here. It's been a few years since I've been in middle school, just a couple. Um, I spent my fair share of time there. They wanted to keep me extra, I think, uh, and get rid of me at the same time. Um, and I actually spent some time teaching middle school students. So if any of you have done that before, or you can go all the way back in your mind, some of you, it's, it's a little bit longer than others, to a time when you were in middle school, you know that that, that age range can be tough. That age range can be tough. And then kind of complicate that with the last few years. You guys share a little bit about, you know, kind of some of the challenges maybe that are facing um, our kids in this community um, today, whether it be social media or um, COVID stuff or just uh, any kind of interaction, share share what you will. From my side of the coin, are we on? I really don't. I mean, okay, now you can hear me. Um, from my side of the coin, um, I remember well coming back that January before we all went home in March. That was an interesting semester anyway. We had a lot of snow in January, sort of like we did this year. And then February rolled around, and um, I had a death in my family. And I had to go to North Carolina for a funeral. And my youngest daughter, who has a funny sense of humor sometimes, we get in the car after the funeral because we're driving back to go to work the next day. And she says, Mom, I hear there's supposed to be a storm in Nashville tonight. So if you don't care, I'm going to drive pretty hard. We're going to get home. We got home, hopped in and out of the shower, got my jammies on, got into bed, and 30 minutes later the tornado hit. And then, you know, then that began a full week of not even being in school. Um, And then we no more came back four days later. They sent us home. And trust me, when they made the announcement at 10 o'clock, we had had no idea that we weren't coming back to school the next day. Mm. So um, when I tell you that the word for me is relationships, it's about me not just knowing my children, but it's about me knowing their families. A lot of times I will look at a teacher who may be struggling and I may say, do you know their story? Mm. Because guess what? Everybody sitting in this room, including the three of us, has a story. And it impacts who you are, what you do, and what matters in your life. And so, thankfully... We have a lot of people who really care about our children. I could tell you story after story after story of teachers who went to just drop off a goodie bag and you couldn't, you know, you were 
were still masked at school, by the way, but they, you know, you couldn't get up close to people. You had to keep that distance. But one thing she entrusts to me every day is attendance. And when I tell you our attendance numbers are, when you tell people what our attendance numbers were during COVID and what they still are today, I think it proves to you that we've built relationships with our children and with their families because we hover at 95, 96% attendance every day. So, COVID wasn't perfect, it isn't perfect, it still isn't, but you know, when a parent needs us, they know when they come to the front door that we're gonna come out the front door to talk to them. And so we're trying to abide by all the rules and all the regulations that have been given to us. But, you know, most of my phone conversations with a parent starts with Miss Deal. I know I just, I just need a little assurance here or I have this question. And, I'll, and it may be in the body of a fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth grader who appears at your office door and they're just standing there. And you say, you need to come in for a few minutes, or one little boy who just said, "Miss Deal, I just got to have five minutes. Can you give me five minutes? I, I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to bother you. I just need five minutes. Okay, honey, we can do that. Haven't we all been there before? Where we just Absolutely. Need five minutes, you know? I do that to her regularly. So, but no, that's that's my little my piece, my side of the world. Let's see if Here. this one's working. Go, go. Okay. Nope. 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 That was magic. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so, yes, we have a 96% um, attendance every day. Um, our kids come regardless, rain, sleet, snow, they're there. Um, and when kids come to school, they're able to um, learn. We have them in the building, so we make the most of every moment of every day that we have with them. Um, it has been sometimes we've had some obstacles with cell phones and social media. Um, at times I've had, you know, parents kind of growl at me about that cell phone social media mm -hmm. thing. Um, but I think everyone understands it is super important um, for the students now more than ever um, to have time uh, on task and have as much time to learn as we can possibly give them. Um, so we are um, real um, helicopter principles mm -hmm. about um, cell phones and not disturbing the time of others and being respectful and giving other students the opportunity to learn as well. So that's been one of the things that um, we've had some fights um, and we've, we've come out on the good side of it um, and the kids understand. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is when we're able to tell parents that um, your child had, you know, what, 25 percentage point gain in reading um, in the span of three months. Um, and it's because we have made the halls of Goodlessville Middle School sacred um, about instruction and making sure and letting them know that we value. Um, it is super important to us that they learn. Um, and that all of our time is spent helping them to learn. And so that's been, um, that's been our biggest accomplishment, I would say, this year. Um, learning loss is huge, but we did not buy into the excuse. Um, 
or use COVID as our excuse that our kids couldn't learn. Um, we changed some things. We got our hand popped a couple of times because <laughs> we changed some things. Um, but it proved to be um, extremely beneficial. So, um, and that's what we're looking at. The, the families that you serve, I'm sure there's a wide range, right? Um, but if you had to identify families that are, you know, they're, they're struggling, maybe both parents are working, kids are, you know, doing their thing. What, what, what's some of the struggles that you see families going through right now uh, in, in real time? What are, what are they wrestling through, wrestling with? Families right now are wrestling with um, being family, hmm. having the time to be together, having the time to address um, the needs of their children. Um, so what we try to do is fill in the gap. Um, children not being able to have dinner with their parents, um, parents not being able to um, provide dinner um, for their children. So tell me a little bit about how you guys do that. How do you fill in the gaps when there, when there seems like there's so many gaps sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. So we do have a program called Community in Schools, um, and we have a coordinator at Goodlettsville that um, helps families with whatever the need is, whether it's paying the light bill, whether it's providing clothes for the children, um, down to uh, diapers for um, families that have newborns, toddlers. Um, we have all of that. And we seek out resources for parents um, through that program. So even if the parents need um, glasses or they need um, medical attention, we find ways and people that will deliver that for us. Mm -hmm. um, we've had parents that needed um, their kids to be vaccinated, didn't have transportation. Mm -hmm. We got Uber to give us some complimentary rides to get our, our families over to get vaccines. Mm -hmm. um, so whatever that need is, we try to fill that need. Mm -hmm. um, and that is where the relationship comes in. And then we don't just stop there, we check in. I, I've had a parent tell me, y'all call way too much. Like, y'all call so much to check on us. And, um, but we want to be um, not just a school, but um, a hub for the community. If there's something you need, nine times out of ten, Goodlessville can find it for you. Yeah, that's awesome. One of the things that I really love and appreciate about both of you, and, I, and I, maybe this isn't unique, but I do think it, it is, is that you both have a heart that what you do is your ministry. That, that every day as you show up, it's not just uh, executive principal or assistant principal, but that you are there on a greater mission. Uh, and you understand that. So as you're walking down the halls or you're interacting with kids or families or whatever, that, that you're there for a greater purpose. So let me ask this question as we kind of begin to think about wrapping up our time together. Is how, how do you guys continue to keep that focus in the middle of, I know I've been in, I've worked in school, I've been in school, I was one of those kids. I was one of those kids. Um, and so how do you continue to keep that ministry, your focus, uh, throughout the challenges that you encounter on a daily basis? 
uh, for me, two words, prayer, Jesus, mm -hmm. every morning um, when I get up, um, whatever your will is for this day, let it be done. Yeah, as usual, she can. we can start and end one another's sentences, but I always am amused, and I can say this openly to this crowd, when you run up on somebody and they say, you can't live your faith at school. Really? Who, who didn't tell me? <laughs> you know? And so for years, I've always said, Jesus, if they don't see you anywhere else, let them see them in me. Let them see you in me. And... You know, this is no big secret. There have been a couple of times behind a closed door in my office. We've prayed with the teacher or we've prayed with the family. And that's the way it ought to be. And the hard part, a week from today, I'll be 65. So I'm closer to the end of my career than I am the beginning, but I'm struggling with walking away because this has been more than a paycheck. This has been more than a job for almost 30 years. This has been a ministry, and it is for her, you know? And so you can't fake that. You can't, and you can't, you can't fake that in the eyes of a child. And guess what? All these years, my, my oldest daughter is a high school counselor, and she looks at me all the time, and she says, I don't know how you've done all of these years in middle school, this is where people just don't last. But I always tell teachers, if you have a heart for this age group, don't go anywhere else because we need you here. Because it's my opinion, this is the last great time of their life where somebody can make a life-changing impact on that student. And, and our goal is to have them be prepared so when they go to high school, they're ready to just explode that's so, awesome yeah that's awesome we um this year we've we've really been challenged to think about um wellhouse both corporately and individually being a place for good that that everywhere we go and and everything we do that that we are that place for good and so we want to we want to spread that out as we as we both join here and then we go into our communities and we do the things so how would you challenge us uh maybe just average joe blow partner here uh, as we interact with families and and middle school or maybe potential high school students how can we be that place for good uh for the folks that we run into as you see it in your positions what people need right now um, in education, and we, we talk about this quite often, is, um, and it's something that is just, it's free to give. Um, we have some really rough days. Teachers have really rough days. Um, but it's almost as if um, Jesus says, hey, I need you to check your email before you decide to go ahead and jump off the cliff today. Um, <laughs> try to test your wings out, I need you to check your email. Um, right before Christmas, we had, um, we don't know who did this, um, we've had some anonymous supporters to send us um, prayers and letters of encouragement. Mm. Um, just a small note to say that we see you, we appreciate you, um, thank you. 
And more than ever, um, we need that to keep going. Um, it doesn't have to be anything tangible. It's just for us to know that the children um, and our staff, us, um, we're in your thoughts and your prayers. Um, you have no idea how much your prayers have sustained us um, in the last year. And um, those are the things that bring us closer. Those are the things that help us to stay together. Um, those are the things that bring us back. That's what makes us smile. That's what makes us cry. Um, that's what makes us hold a child a little bit closer and a little bit longer. Um, that's what we need. And just to show up and give us a smile and a hug is priceless. I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to invite our shepherds up. Uh, if you guys would come on up and, and we'll go ahead and have the, the band come on up at this time too. Um, and we want to pray over over you. Angie, did you have any thoughts to share? I was just going to say, and we all hope that over the next weeks, months, whatever, things will open up. And we have a lot of big plans for outside activities and family activities and all those kinds of things. And so when we can open the door, I want to, we want to be able to call Pastor Steve and say, y'all come, just come join us. We're going to do a cookout. Just be there and introduce yourself to the families and the people and just be there as an arm of who we are, you know, just to join in on the love fest of our kids because that's why we're all there. All right. Well, I um, I so much appreciate you guys what you do day in and day out. I know it's a it's a struggle. That's why we have uh, we have our shepherds here. Um, we want to pray uh, over you guys and the work that you do and your school and the families there. And so we're going to take that time to do that now. Would you join us in prayer, Father? We are so so very thankful for the opportunity to get to sit listen and learn, absorb, because we're oftentimes so busy in our own routine, our own schedule, uh, that we fail to see sometimes a perspective from somebody else. So we appreciate the perspective today. We thank you for the opportunity to learn and listen and grow. We thank you for our teachers here uh, at Goodlessville Middle School and then all over the country uh, who are faithfully serving these children and, and families day in and day out. Uh, and God, I know oftentimes without a thank you. And so we, we just ask that you would bless them today. God, we lift up to you the families and the students. We know many come from different backgrounds, uh, different struggles, different relationships. And so God, we ask that we would be your hands and feet, that we wouldn't be people that would push uh, th those at risk aside or see them as a nuisance, but God, we would draw them closer, that we would be a kind of people who would hold them tighter through the struggles that they have. So God, help shape us and form us in those ways. And we're so thankful for you. We're thankful for your son, Jesus. We're thankful for these two wonderful women who day in and day out take their job as a ministry. And as they walk down the hallways and they sit behind their desk, God, that they work for something way bigger than a paycheck. And so we ask that you would fill them up, fill their cup, 
that they would be, uh, that your light in every situation. We pray all this in the power and might of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.